Hey everybody and welcome to another Torn Up interview and as always we are so appreciative of the artists that take out their valuable time to speak with us here in the show. Now this is someone that, well I'm from Mon, as most of you know out there in Radioland and uh, the artist I'm going to introduce to you now, well he and his band are no strangers to Mon neither, in fact he'll tell you that, that they've played our Harvest Blues Festival not once but twice so it gives me Great pleasure to introduce to the Torn Up interview the one and only Jeff Massey of the Steep Water Band. Jeff, how are you? And you're welcome to the show. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you, Jeff. Now, we'll talk about this new music coming out and there's lots of things happening and you're touring and everything. But I think before we get into that, it would take you back to the start of all this. When you got your first interest in music, picked up that guitar, when did Jeff Massey first get the idea for it? Or was there other people in the family involved in music? Just tell us how it all began for you, Jeff. Yeah, there was, there's a lot of music going on in my family growing up. Um, my mom was always playing piano around the house. Um, they were always playing, you know, vinyl records around the house and you know all kinds of different music i had older brothers and sisters that were listening to aerosmith records and led zeppelin records and then i finally got the bug to actually well i actually started on piano but didn't get very far but i actually really got the bug to play guitar when i was around 14 so that's when i really got into it and i had you know we would we were going to the southern part of the united states and i had a lot of cousins down there that played guitar and uncles and so yeah, there was a lot of music in my family and they, and they were always supportive of it. So it was a kind of an environment, Jeff, where you were probably encouraged to pick up a guitar because there was so much of around around you, you know. That probably makes it easier to start out on that path too. Yeah, I didn't really have... I think I had one uncle that actually played guitar, but I had so many other relatives that just either, you know, played piano or just enjoyed music or listened to music. So yeah, yeah. So that it was there, that support was there early on. I mean, everybody thought it was cool that I was playing, you know, learning to play an instrument. Definitely had the support. So really, from an early age, Jeff, you're kind of into your rock and roll, a la Aerosmith and that type of drive and rock. Uh, so what, what I know you know you're with the Steepwater band, but uh, were you with other bands before you joined the guys there, or what was your path? Yeah, I had a pretty uh, pretty uh, interesting musical path as far as bands because I was just all over the place. Like when I was first learning to play, I was you know, I was listening to a lot of classic rock, like you know the Doors and Zeppelin and. and and you know like black sabbath and i actually ended up in some metal bands as a teenager i think i even played in a punk band um and then as time went on i got more into the blues and and rock and roll and just you know finally ended up forming the steep water band with with joe after my teen years that was more of my early 20s so i experimented with a lot of different kinds of music and tell me something, just as a matter of interest, the name, the Steepwater Band, where did the name come from, or where was the idea for that, Jeff? Um, me, and, me and a friend of mine were actually driving on this expressway called the Bishop Ford Expressway. It goes from Indiana to Chicago. And we were trying to think of band names. 
Um, and my buddy was in the passenger seat, and he looked over, and there was this huge barge in the water in Lake Michigan. And it said, warning, steep water on the side of it. And he goes, how about the steep water band? And I go, hey, that sounds pretty cool, you know. Because we thought, you know, at the time especially, we thought our music kind of had a little blues and a little southern rock thing going on it. We just thought that name kind of fit. And I thought steep water on the side of the barge meant like high water. But steep water is actually that really nasty water that comes out after they steep vegetables or whatever so it's actually steep water means like a dirty water and i thought that was perfect because i always thought our music kind of had a dirty edge to it musically we just thought it was very fitting it's it certainly was and as well as that you see it's a kind of a name too that sticks in your mind and i think that's very important for any in, in name of anything and particularly a band that if you hear the name as something that you're you're going to remember, and like the Steepwater Band is not something that you'll forget. And you know, uh, as I said, you know, at the start of the interview, like you you've done a lot of touring. You toured right across the states, but you also made over to Europe here, and uh, you know played the Harvest Blues Festival here in my hometown on more than one occasion. And I think it's fair to say made a lot of friends over here and have a lot of fans over here. The band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm grateful for the opportunity for us to be able to go overseas. I mean, I love, love playing in the United States as well, but yeah, I mean, we started going over there initially. We got an opportunity to play, uh, the Esquina festival in Spain, Esquina rock festival in Spain back in like 2006. And then we just kept growing it from there and kept meeting different promoters and started, uh, hitting different countries and spreading across Europe whenever we can. So whenever we put a record out and we, we start touring, we always try to make it, you know, o- over to Europe, anywhere we can in Europe. So it's been, yeah, Europe's been, Europe's been good to us. We've had some really, really great touring experiences over there. Would it be fair to say too, Jeff, particularly, you know, uh, in recent years with, with all the streaming options that probably a band's lifeblood uh, and, and income too to a large extent is playing live music and gigs and maybe selling merchandise and stuff like that that is probably that's become the, the bigger part of it that maybe say 30 years ago 40 years ago if a band was very successful was the album sales or even single sales depending on the genre they would have made the money but it's it's more the live aspect of it in the current climate yeah I mean it really is I mean it's uh there's pros and cons to it all. I mean, the pros of, of the internet and technology is, is more people can find out about your band, but the con is, yeah, it's harder to get paid. <laughs> I mean, with things like Spotify and all these streaming services and, and how bad the royalty rate is on some of that stuff, you can you definitely cannot depend on that to make a living unless you're selling, you know, X, X amount of, of download streams um and album sales so yeah you you almost have to tour but i mean the kind of music we play even though we love making records we consider ourselves a live band so we don't mind going out there and touring and playing live that's that's what it's all about you know but yeah you got to have those people coming out to the shows and and taking an interest actually buying a ticket and coming to see you live because that that is how we make our livelihood for sure well, I mean, I can attest to that because I was lucky enough to see you uh, on more than one occasion and you're definitely a magnificent live band and, and I'm looking forward to you coming back to play some, 
gigs in Europe later on in the year and I know you're you're playing uh, in my hometown I'm on so I'm really looking forward to that it should be a great night and uh, it's yeah. great it's great to see you back because you're a fine band and certainly a fine live band and you know what COVID Jeff everything was put on hold for two, over two years and it's kind of like a war ending and people getting out to meet each other and enjoy the music and perhaps even meet old friends that you haven't seen in a while that'll be going to the same gig circuit and probably the same for the band too i'm sure you'll be meeting people on your tour circuit that would have went to see you for many years now and they become your friends oh yeah 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 um yeah, you get you get to know people when you're on the road, and, and some of the relationships stick. You know, where you where you do become friends for sure, and you keep in touch, and and some of those friends can even help you out in the business a little bit. And uh, you know, even even the old school uh, word of mouth still works as far as getting people to come out to see you. You know, so the more people that you friend and get to know, and and they get the vibe of your band, they'll spread the word for you. So yeah, and it's it's gonna be good. You know, it felt good to start playing gigs again after COVID because obviously COVID just shut everything down. Um, so we put a record out called Turn of the Wheel right when COVID like hit, right in that March of 2020. And we decided to put the record out anyway because we'd already taken pre-records, pre-orders for the record. And we figured people can check it out at home and when we finally get a chance to tour on it, we'll tour on it. And now... It's almost like we have two records out now because we're finally touring off Turn of the Wheel. So then we we managed to make another recording called Return of the Wheel. So it's almost like we're going to be touring off two records. So <laughs> we're pretty excited about it. That's really great, and I think you you have you were saying that is that the album is the album again? I know you have a single, you have a single. I think out or coming out. If you want to talk a little bit about that, Jeff. Yeah, we released one song called Shift that is going to be on uh, the album return of the wheel and um yeah so we we released that online so that's it's not hard to find that and then the, and then the the cd version and the digital version of the record will be out april 29th and the vinyl you know i as you know the turnaround on trying to get your vinyl records out now is like at least six months so now when we put a when we put an album out it, it takes an additional six months to get the vinyl, so we probably won't have the vinyl until the fall. But streaming and CD, you'll be able to get uh, April 29th. Okay. And tell me something. Turn of the wheel's been out. Yeah. yeah. How, how, why is there such a delay on vinyl? Is there an increase in demand for vinyl pressings? Or, uh, is that the reason for it? Or, or what, 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 why is there such a, a, a backlog in getting vinyl out? Well, oddly enough, I think it's yeah, I think it's increase in demand and not that many um, pressing plants. Yes, from what I hear. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's enough pressing plants to keep up with the demand for vinyl. Yeah, uh, did you see that video of, of Jack White? Jack White has a little uh, YouTube video he put out where he's showing where he's pressing records at Third Man Records, and at the end of the rec- at the end of the video, he's He's begging the the labels to start opening up pressing plants again and doing vinyl because there's such a demand. He can't can't keep up with it. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, it seems uh, to be the case. And in recent years, vinyl has had a huge comeback. I suppose you know part of the reason for that is <clears throat> that 
the sound you get on a vinyl record is way better than any other sound that you get. So I suppose people are returning to that, saying that they, they want the experience of getting you know, the closest sound you're going to get to actually be in there. And I think that's part of it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think, you know, we're just talking about how so many people can download your your music for free and it's hard to, hard to get paid in that aspect. But then the other end of it, the people that are really into music want the vinyl for that sound quality. So there's demand for that. So it's 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 kind of it's kind of odd, but it's you know, it is what it is and we definitely will we always put vinyl out on every time we put a record out, but yeah, I guess you just got to wait a little longer now, so. Yeah, and and you were saying that while covid was on you, re, you then obviously you were still working in the studio or working remotely then obviously to record <coughs> record some of these tracks because I presume the album that's, that's coming out now that was recorded when there was COVID restrictions so I presume you had to kind of meet separately or record your pieces separately would that be the case? Yeah, it's really interesting that you asked that because you know we're a rock and roll band we're a rock band so we usually like to be in the same room together and you know, and get some live takes to work off of. But this time around, it was it was getting. We didn't play for a year, and then me and Joe, the drummer, Joe Winters, we started talking about doing another record. And the vaccines were just coming out, and he was vaccinated, and I was not yet vaccinated. And it was right when things are were kind of easing up a little bit. So Joe and I decided as an experiment to go into the studio. I had about seven or eight tunes and we recorded them with the drums and my rhythm guitar and a scratch vocal. And we just said, if it didn't come out good, we would just scrap it. But it, the feels came out good and the sound came out good. So we sent the tracks to our other guitar player, Eric Saylors, and he finished his tracks in his home studio. And then we brought our bass player, Joe Bishop in and he put his tracks on. And then they did, we did vocals after the fact. and. We were really happy with how it came out, and it sounds like we're in the same room together. It doesn't sound like it was pieced together by any means, and um, I don't think we would do it like that again in the future, but under the circumstances, it worked out really good. In fact, this Saturday, we're having a rehearsal because none of us have played all the songs together as a band yet, so we're going to do that this Saturday and see how that goes. <laughs> God, you know, that'll be exciting because it's a new album, and it? As you said, to play the songs and the rehearsal, it's going to be the first time you've all experienced playing them, which I'm sure that's going to be really exciting, Jeff. Yeah, because, I mean, everybody came up with their parts and they threw them on there and we, we got the record mixed and now it's time to get in a room together and play them, you know? Would it be true to say, too, Jeff, that we say whenever you rehearse songs that are recorded in the studio that, and a lot of times I see it, that whenever the song's played live, it might have a slightly different aspect to it. There might be slightly different tone to the song, maybe a longer solo, whatever. But would you find that generally when the song goes live that it becomes a slightly different animal, or at least some of the songs possibly? I'd say some of the, yeah, a lot of the songs do, because they kind of find their way as you play them, you know? Yeah. So when you recorded them, it was just kind of a moment in time and it was fresh. Um, I mean, some of the songs I've noticed they speed up or they slow down, or 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 we we jam a little bit longer on them, and then some of them we keep the same structure as the record. You kind of figure that out as you go. 
Um, it's really interesting too because you know Eric and I put all these guitar parts on stuff, and then we got to get in a room and, and sort out who's doing what. You know, because I, because on this record I played rhythm on everything because it was just me and Joe recording. So now Eric's got to do some of those rhythm parts that I was doing when I go to take a lead and et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to find out what's going on with that Saturday when we rehearse. <laughs> yeah, and that'll be cool. And then when do you actually hit the road there with the live shows for the album? What, what kind of time scale have you then, Jeff? Well, we got, we've got a couple shows around our area. I'm here in Chicago. So we're doing, we're doing a show in Indianapolis coming up. And we're doing another show up here in northwest Indiana, about an hour out of Chicago. Um, and then we're doing an album release show in Chicago. And then we're heading down to Nashville, some gigs in South Carolina. And then we get on a plane and head over to Spain and then a gig in Belgium. And then we come home for a couple of weeks and we have a gig in Illinois and then back over to play some shows in, in, the, in the UK. You're busy, guys. Yeah, it's going to get busy, and it's it's. We're used to being busy. The COVID thing really knocked us into a different schedule <laughs> of doing nothing. So we're ready to get back to work. <laughs> I think you know a working band or people like yourselves that are a live band and used to doing it. It probably maybe a few weeks off is great, and it's not so bad. But then when it gets longer than that. There's a, probably a bit of a, a, a gap in, in the daily routine that you're, you know, or even the schedule that you're used to doing, like moving about and being on the road and playing gigs. So I guess that's true, is what you're made for. It's the kind of lifestyle that you enjoy uh, going you know, to different places and meeting different people yeah. and doing it. It's all good. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the downtime's important. You know, you got families and, and you got you got to balance everything. But too much downtime, yeah, we don't need that because this is, this is what we do. You know, this is our living, so we got to keep at it. And when you're on a tour where you're playing a bunch of shows in a row, the band, you know, you're really, you're really firing all, on all cylinders when you're doing it every night like that. You know, it turns into a, a machine, you know what I mean? Is it kinda of like, you know, a, a sports person if they're if they're you know, playing if they're playing football and they're playing regularly, they become match fit, they become very sharp, the band becomes very tight and sharp because they're playing live regularly. So I guess everybody's really up on their game when you're you know, when you're playing on a regular basis. Yeah, exactly. And you know, although even though we took a year off, I it, when we finally did get back in a room together and, and play after, you know, things started to open up a little bit, it was like riding a bike because we've been playing together so long. So it felt good, but it gets even better if you're playing a bunch of shows like that in a row. Yeah, you really, you really start hitting a stride. You really start getting into a flow for sure. Well, all, all I can say, Jeff, I wish you and the rest of the guys in the Steve Walter band safe travels when you go out on the road i i hope it's really successful and i'm sure it will be can't wait to Thank see you. you over this neck of the woods see you in our hometown you know when you play mckenna's and modern i think it's the 22nd of june if my memory serves me right maybe i'm wrong but i think that's the date um and i'm really looking forward to seeing you yeah me too me too man it uh, sounds good 
Well, on behalf of myself and Colin Mullen, the show producer here on Torn It Up, on behalf of everyone here at Radio Home of Rock, we really want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us here on the show because we love our rock and roll. This this station is called Radio Home of Rock and that's exactly what it is, the home for rock and roll. We uh, we love uh, we love uh, having a chat with artists like yourself, and we love playing your music, and we we'll certainly be doing that. And as is the case with any interview, there'll be a number of tracks played um, from from the band uh, before the interview and during and at the end. And uh, the listeners, I'm sure, will enjoy all of that. Jeff, great, thank great. you so much, and thanks for taking the time to speak with us here on the show. Yeah, man, thank you. You're most welcome, Jeff.